Hello, and welcome to another installment of the Pharma Forum podcast. My name is Dominic Tyre, and I'm Pharma Forum's Creative and Editorial Director. For episode 21, I spoke with Scott Heimlich, who's Vice President of the Amgen Foundation and Director of Philanthropy at Amgen Inc., about some of his company's work to support science education. Amgen is the founding sponsor of LabExchange, which is a free online science education platform from Harvard University, and Scott explained how he hopes it will drive inclusion in the scientific process and spark collaboration. He also talked to me about how the platform can address the challenge of access to lab facilities that many aspiring scientists face. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast, and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. Scott, welcome to the Pharma Forum podcast. I'm really looking forward to our conversation about the Labic Change portal, but I, I wonder before we start looking at the portal itself, could you give me a quick introduction to the Amgen Foundation and tell me a little bit about its work? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, the Amgen Foundation is the main philanthropic arm of the biotechnology company Amgen. Um, we make a difference in communities across the world where Amgen staff live and work, uh, but go actually well beyond that. Uh, our main focus is on science education and, and how we can inspire uh, tomorrow's scientists uh, to enter the scientific workforce, uh, we're also thinking about scientific literacy. So uh, on those two tracks, we do a number of uh, activities and support a number of uh, uh, programs that are making a difference across the world. And can you give the listeners a, a, just a little bit of a, um, an idea around some of the uh, the other programs that your uh, the foundation is in, involved with? When you say scientific literacy and, and education, what, what sort of specific types of programs might, might the foundation um, be involved in? Sure, I'm happy to do so. And that actually helps with the why lab exchange exists today. Um, we have a program called the Amgen Biotech Experience. Uh, it's actually uh, in England, uh, as well as many other countries uh, across the world. Um, that bring biotechnology into high school classrooms. Um, we have approximately 90,000 students across the world that go through those labs with their teacher in their classroom every year. We provide research-grade equipment. We train teachers uh, that folks are cloning a gene, doing a transformation, expressing and purifying a protein right in their own classroom. And so, you know, for instance, in England, our partner is the University of Hertfordshire, in Massachusetts, in the United States, it's Harvard University, um, in a place like Singapore, it's Singapore Science Center. Um, and this has been a wonderful way for us to introduce biotechnology and to introduce students to science. Uh, at the higher education level, we have a program called Amgen Scholar. Uh, we have a major commitment to that program with well over $70 million over 16 years uh, to ensure that students at any college or university get a chance to go and spend the summer at a top elite research university. So a student from, let's say, Romania uh, has a chance to go and spend the summer at the University of Cambridge. A student from uh, a, a, a small college in the U.S. can go and spend the summer at Harvard or Stanford or Caltech. Um, we run that program across the world, as well as the Engine Biotech Experience. But at the end of the day, those two programs are reaching a rather, uh, you know, 90,000 students is wonderful, 
Uh, but when you think about how many students there are, you know, that are 16 and interested in science, it's a small sliver. Uh, and same with the Amgen Scholars Program, where we reach a few hundred students. So Lab Exchange is, is looking at programs like that and saying, we need to give more students across the world the opportunity to engage in science. And how can we harness technology in a way that will allow us to do so? You can't, you can't re replicate exactly what happens in, in, in the real lab, but you can still do a number of things uh, if you use technology right to introduce students to the scientific process and to prepare them for folks that hopefully go on and get a chance to do science in the real world. That's really great work there. So what exactly does the, uh, the Lab Exchange platform um, provide to, to uh, students? How, how does it work? Sure. I guess the way to think about it is it, it's a very powerful learning and teaching platform. Um, when many folks first look at it, they, they see the some of the lab simulations and the videos and the other assets. There's something called scrollable interactive. There's a number of different ways that the Harvard team has used to engage students in science. And I think, and, and you know, I don't think, I, I'm very excited about the potential of just, you know, a student or a teacher looking at some of those lab simulations or other assets um, to better understand science and, and, and how the scientific process works. Um, but the real power of lab exchange is not in looking at a, a, a single video or a simulation or uh, what well, you know, you have what are called dynamic textbooks. Um, the power of lab exchange is actually that what's been created is a single dynamic repository. Um, think of it as a really big library of a number of high quality curated assets. I said to someone the other day, you know, if you type biology into Google, you get 10 billion hits. So for a student that wants to, you know, really learn something, um, you, you need to, you know, narrow down the range of assets that are available. But the power of lab exchange is actually putting in the hands of the user, uh, whether that's a teacher or a student, the power to shape those assets into a story and to make it uh, unique for the objective you're trying to achieve for a learner. And, and let me give an example. Maybe uh, I'll just pick on, uh, you know, Pharma Forum. Um, Dominic, if you were trying to explain Pharma Forum to a group of folks in the pharmaceutical industry, you would tell one story, right? You mm -hmm. give a talk in a certain way. If you were trying to tell, talk about Pharma Forum to a group of 16-year-olds, uh, you you know you would change that story, right? You, mm -hmm. you Abs absolutely. might have the same learning objective, but a different audience. Um, and lab exchange at the heart of it is going to allow educators to change the story based on their audience by utilizing the assets in that library to uh, not just utilize assets, but to even create their own assets to tell a story that makes sense for that audience. And, and, and that's you know, really at the heart of the power of the platform. Let me stop there. I went on longer than I <laughs> no, no, no problem. So uh, in, in terms of the, the Lab Exchange platform, then, of course, it's the... Uh, if I got this right, it's um, the Amgen Foundation as the, the founding sponsor of the platform. You've got Harvard University working on the, the development, uh, launch and growth side of it. But you're also partnering with um, the edX platform. So for, for listeners that aren't aware of uh, edX, it's um, an open source uh, learning platform, currently the largest one in the world. So you, you've got some pretty global, some pretty um, large ambitions for the, for, the, for the portal, haven't you? 
Absolutely, yeah. It's built on the edX platform. And uh, what's exciting is, yes, the Amgen Foundation has provided the funding. Uh, the team at Harvard under the direction of Professor Robert Liu has built the platform. Um, but, but it's on edX, and we already have collaborators from across the world, um, whether that's Welcome Genome Campus, Khan Academy, and many others. Um, I think w when you think about where the platform is today and where it's going to be tomorrow, it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, it, in other words, this platform could have been built, and it could have been, hey, here at Harvard, we're going to build you know, 500 assets, and, and that's going to be the platform. Um, and the route that was taken is actually much more exciting. Um, Harvard has built a number of assets, but we have other organizations approaching us saying, hey, as teachers and others construct what are called pathways um, on the platform, can they use our assets as well? You know, Khan Academy has a wonderful resources in biology. I, I know that because the Amgen Foundation funded uh, the biology content on Khan Academy. There's a number of wonderful organizations out there that are creating great content. And so we're making sure that it's not a free-for-all. You know, this is not meant to be YouTube and that suddenly have 10 million, you know, cat videos. Uh, no, nothing against YouTube. There's wonderful content on YouTube as well. But we want to make sure that the platform is curated. And so not everyone will be a partner, um, but uh, edX, is you know a key partner because the potential to take the courses that are on edX break those up into small chunks you know today if i said oh my gosh there's a wonderful two-minute clip in this genetics course taught by that professor at imperial college london i would tell you to go sign up for that class and go to the week seven and go to minute 52. Um, in the lab exchange world the ability to take out that two-minute clip and insert it right into a pathway and so suddenly that two-minute clip is being used by a 10th grade teacher in uh, Puerto Rico um, is there. And, and, and that's something we're, 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 we're quite excited about, that, the fact that edX is part of this. It certainly sounds like it will be, be hugely increasing the reach of the, the, the portal. So if we look at the portal itself, it's, it, it, it's aimed at, uh, I think, uh, high school and college age uh, students. But I'd be interested to get your, your thoughts on... <laughs> What sort of scientific learning needs, what sort of scientific learning uh, gaps that um, that, that uh, age range tends to have at the moment, and, and how the, the portal is going to help fill some of those gaps? You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great question, and I go back to something I said earlier. So there are different use cases for this platform. If I pick on, I'll just, uh, um, since I believe you're, you're calling from, from England. Uh -huh. That's uh, right. Is, is that correct? Yes, that's right. Uh, so a high school student that is supported by the University of Hertfordshire to do the Amgen Biotech experience. A student like that has the opportunity to go through these labs in their classroom. What we've done on LabXchange is we've actually built all of the Amgen Biotech experience labs virtually. So when you get into a student, you know, the day before they go and they, they clone a gene, um, that teacher can assign that student cloning a gene virtually. And they're able to practice there's no cost to the student. They can practice 30 times. They can fail. fail failure is such an inherent part of, of the scientific process. Um, and when they get to class the next day, they're better able to be successful now when they clone a gene with their teacher. So that's you know, one use case among many. Now let's pick on a student in, um, oh boy, I would say uh, Alaska, so mm -hmm. up, up, up in the United States. Um, and let's say that student does not have an opportunity to do 
the actual lab. That school can't afford the equipment. They, they, we don't have the program there. Uh, uh, there's much less opportunity at that particular school. Um, that student can still go onto this platform. They can do the same exact lab and get exposed and engaged the scientific process uh, in the same way, uh, even without the fact the chance to do it in the classroom the, the next day. They are having a chance to gain a scientific mindset. Another element of the platform I'll just bring up is, as we think about, you know, the challenges that face the pharmaceutical industry, the challenges that face us all, whether it's healthcare or the environment or, or beyond, um, diversity is a huge issue. You know, when you look at where scientists come from and, you know, scientific impact. Um, another thing that will be on the platform are stories of scientists from all different backgrounds, uh, uh, across gender, ethnicity, uh, national origin, um, and you know, at the heart of it, what what are we trying to do? I want that 16-year-old or 22-year-old or a younger student. I want them to see themselves in science. Um, and at the heart of Lab Exchange, when you get a chance to do and engage in science virtually, when you get a chance to hear the story of someone that looks like you uh, talking about their journey in science, uh, when you get a chance to sign up and, and have a mentor uh, on Lab Exchange. All of these things are being brought together on one platform to create a space that hopefully, uh, we use the word accelerator, hopefully accelerates the number of students and uh, the, the, the diversity of students that consider science as a career. That's a, a great aim. So taking taking those thoughts of uh, themes of uh, diversity a little bit further, how how far do you think the the, the lab exchange platform is, is, is going to uh, level the playing field for, for, for students, for science students? So, I, you know, that's a huge focus, not just for lab exchange, but for the Amgen Foundation overall. I mean, that's our partnership with Khan Academy started five years ago, and, and the growth of that platform we've had now with 90 million registered users is, is incredible. Mm. Um, I think, you know, when you think about leveling the playing field, uh, you know, there's different examples you could use, but... If we take the example I gave you before, um, and just imagine a student that, uh, you know, let's say a student that gets to college and, and there's research at that college. And that student walks up to that professor, and, and let's say that student grew up in an affluent family, they went to a private, elite high school, and they had a chance to do many different types of labs. And they can walk up to a professor and say, hey, listen, I'm interested in doing research, I know how to run a gel, I've done CRISPR, which is a you know, gene editing. Mm. I, I've done all of these things at, at high school, and uh, you know I'm ready to contribute to your, to your lab. And let's take a student next to them who grew up in a much more, you know, a lower income neighborhood, uh, much less affluent. They had none of those opportunities in high school. That same student, let's say, if they get to that same college, they walk up to that same professor. You know, they have a, a much lesser chance unless the professor says. Hey, I'm going to you know, really go out on a limb here. They have a much lesser chance of getting into science based on the skills they're initially bringing. So I think where lab exchange can really be powerful in leveling the playing field is by providing a way for free. And, and I think that's critical. There's, there's a lot of wonderful platforms and online things out there. Uh, but Khan Academy and, and, and lab exchange, you know, these are free. Uh, as you know, Amgen. We're not in the education uh, field or business, uh, so you know this is truly philanthropic as you think about the, the millions we hope to reach over over many years. Um, by doing this for free and, and really democratizing access to science education, um, 
we're going to have it give it give a chance for that other student to really learn and engage and and by doing that um, they may have a greater chance of uh, showing that professor or when they go for that first job as a lab technician uh, of, of showing you know again I'm not saying you can replicate the physicality of what happens you know actually in the lab uh, but you can do some pretty pretty incredible things um, and I think that's probably a great way to talk about the leveling the playing field that we hope this platform can achieve. Mm-hmm. And so look, looking at, at the portal, it'll, it'll have a, a focus uh, first certainly on, on biology that seems to, um, ties nicely in of course to, to Amgen's biotech roots. So why focus on biology first or is that to, um, just the first building block in terms of what you would like the, the platform to, to look like in, in, in the longer term? That's a great question. And as you might imagine, uh, the platform and, and uh, you know the power that it brings to learning and teaching it could be you know relatively agnostic when it comes to uh, subject matter. You know, Amgen, as you recognize, is uh, uh, we are first as a company. Uh, biology is, is key. We, we look at this as the, the biocentry. At the same time, as the foundation thinks about how we make a difference in science or STEM education, we've tended to focus more on biology and the life sciences in particular. Um, given its importance to uh, you know the biocentry and mm. everything that's happening uh, across healthcare and across the world, the same on the same token, if you look at, at you know where the professor who leads this is, you know with a with a biology professor in the molecular and cellular biology department at Harvard, so biology and biotechnology was a, a natural place for us to start, um, and it's it's a place that I think you know we're we're, we're very excited about. Having said that, the ability and, and already, you know, if you go on the platform today and you go on under content, you know, you're, you've already started to see chemistry and immunology and a number of other subjects. You know, these disciplines at the end of the day are somewhat arbitrary and they're so connected. Uh, and so many of the challenges of our time are going to be solved not with, uh, you know, learning from one particular industry, but, but from uh, you know, really disciplines across uh, a, a number of settings. Um, so we, we think of it as, you know, really starting with the fundamental life sciences, but overall this, this community around learning and teaching science is going to grow over time. Um, and I would look at biology as, and bio, biotechnology as just the start. Okay. So, uh, of course, the, the, the Lab Exchange um, portal, is, it's been um, in, in the works for a year or two, I imagine, but it uh, had its official launch, uh, at any rate, in, in January 2020, um, and made, made its debut with it. But I, I love the, uh, the tagline that it, it launched with, the um, everyone needs science. Science needs needs everyone. It's a lovely a lovely thought. Um, it would be great to, to finish up the, uh, this episode of the podcast to get your thoughts on well your hopes for um, for what the, you can achieve through um, Lab Exchange in the future. Sure, I, I, I'm what I'm so excited about Lab Exchange is that I, I think it's a tool. It's not just a tool, a powerful tool for the Amgen Foundation. It's really a tool for us all. Um, once folks understand what the platform is and what it can do, uh, the potential uh, for any educator or a parent or, or anyone that wants to teach something to someone else, particularly in, in the life sciences, uh, but, but well beyond over time, um, that, that tool um, can be uh, quite powerful. And, and if you think about it, you know, when I think about this, um, learning is key, right? But, but learning is, is really uh, uh, important when you apply those learnings to a social issue. Um, and so I think that 
where lavish change can go over time is not just in helping more young people and more people of, of any age, for that matter, to, to learn and understand and appreciate science, um, but to go beyond that and to be thinking about how can I take what I know about science or about any other topic and apply it to a challenge or a problem we face. Um, and so I think the real power of lab exchange is going to come over time from not just the teaching and learning, which can be powerful in and of itself, but from those organizations that partner with us, those educators and students that partner with us to take those learnings, uh, apply them to challenges in their communities and that, that, that face us all, um, and, and to really help us to advance the, you know, the social issues and, and other issues that we all deal with. Um, so I think that uh, over you know five years from now, uh, you know potentially uh, is where lab exchange can start to have a, a, a very big difference in neighborhoods and, and and much more broadly. Okay, well certainly, Scott. We we wish you all, all the very best with the, um, the ambitions to to advance uh, science education. And thank you very much for joining the Pharma Forum podcast. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak today. Thank you, Dominic. And that rounds up episode 21 of the Pharma Forum podcast and my discussion with Amgen's Scott Heimlich about lab exchange and supporting science education. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. And don't forget to visit our website to sign up for daily or weekly email pharmaceutical news and analysis bulletins. And follow us on Twitter, where we are at PharmaForum. Forum.